I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com covered. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Welcome along the Live Lounge. Monday, 8pm. Myself, Phil Bars, Jack Garwood and Lee Boyce. Gentlemen, it's going to be an interesting, lively night, isn't it? What? I've already been told off. <laughs> already yeah literally as the show went live i got a text from mom going i'm guessing you're home i've only been back four hours mom sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh, um yeah look it's it's been an interesting 12 hours or so, 24 hours in planet darts shall we say just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, we'll come on to the, the, the Premier League um, shortly. If, um, if, there's, if there's one show where we should be holding up the uh, added on time already, it's probably this one. So I've got a feeling this one might last a little bit more than 10 o'clock. Um. There's a fair chance we're going over. Look, I don't know what you two are talking about. They're exactly the eight I would have picked. No one else was ever in contention, and they're all completely justified. Yeah, yeah. It's only the last last three weeks we've been saying our Premier League eight, and I can guarantee that at least one of them was never in yours. You're absolute full of shit. Oi, language. We'll get demonetized. <laughs> Wasting my entire night. <laughs> um. Yeah, look, we'll, we'll, we'll come on to the Premier League because that is the that is the main talking point. However, we're going to look back at the Masters and we have got the ferret himself coming on the show as well. Um, but yeah, look, it's it's interesting. Um, have the PDC got it right or wrong? Time Ooh. will tell. Um, if the PDC got it right, we wouldn't be predicting extra time already, would we? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, loads in the chat room. Uh, Matty is in G Adventures. How are we all doing? Uh, Joe is in. Alex, Bill, Big Johnny's been waiting all day for this. <laughs> just popping um, on. Yeah, look, Pete, you're not the only one. That, that is for sure. Um, uh, Weekly Darts cast is in. How are we all doing? Um, yeah, right. Let's go to the Masters, first of all. Or are we now calling it the Premier League qualifier? Right, that's my tweet. Get off. I'm hosting. I'll do what I want. <laughs> if you say that line gets us 28,000 views, then carry on. <laughs> um, but uh, is it now the Premier League qualifier? Or interestingly, if you haven't yet, I don't often plug them. Matt Porter's done an interview on the PDC site. I don't think we're going to have the Masters debate ever again. I haven't seen it. You, you could have pre-warned me to go and watch that. I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't <laughs> think... Th th this time next year, we'll know the Premier League lineup before the Masters, I think. I'm, I'm not convinced by anything to say, to be honest, at the minute. In the nicest way possible. If there is a nice way to say that, Tomant. Yeah, look... I, I, I think I think they know they fucked up. Will you but, watch your language? But I'm I'm gonna hold it. I'll hold it till we move on to the Premier League. Otherwise we will never talk about the Masters. Yeah. Um evening Andrew, hope we are all good. Um uh, Joe is in as well. Right, first of all, let, let let's crack on. The Masters chat room as well. First impressions, good or bad, as as a tournament. For me personally, generally, generally very good. I like to, on previous years, it's sort of the warm up for the action to that bat underway in the calendar to start them for the year. But because we've already had that with World Series events, I actually think I was looking forward to the Masters a little bit more. I thought quality would be higher than what it probably normally is. Um. It's just that be the shadow over the event this year because of no announcement at all. Um, and normally, it's just that one place that probably was the the negative of it. Well, generally, I think it was it was a good weekend for you, Gob. I've never really been a fan of this event ever. Having it play out for Premier League, for one Premier League pick in the past has, has almost made this relevant. But like Boyd said, the fact there was four looming over this one just made it tougher to watch, I think. The atmosphere was was okay. Um, I think the addition of two World Series events before this, again, negates the impact of the Masters. The Masters always the return to PDC darts and the start of the calendar and, and basically two other regions of... of Put line the PDC's pockets for that right to decide. It, it's like um, when Australia always, always used to open the F1 calendar. It was always Australia, and now Bahrain or whoever else have, have forked out shed loads more for the first one to be there instead. It, that's what the two Premier League picks felt like. Uh, the two World Series felt like earlier in the week. 
look, there are things to be excited about for the rest of this season. Um, the top four all seem to be carrying a relatively decent level of form. Um, Rob Cross's return to form is good. We've still got the openness of the fact that world number 21 can go and win this event. Um, you have the likes of, of Dirk go deep. and look, There are still things to be excited about for the rest of the year. However, as a tournament in on the whole, it's just a bit mad, isn't it? It, it doesn't, doesn't mean anything. If I'm being honest, I was underwhelmed. It it didn't do it for me. Um, there was some, there was just something missing. Um, I, I don't know what, but it just didn't have that that that, that spark for me. Um, there are some talking points from the opening round. I'm going to bring this comment back in. We are going to play a clip from him shortly. <laughs> he definitely was last chance saloon. Trying to do something. So, so was everyone else? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not just saying. It, it was just because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, yeah he, 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 he was definitely. I'll tell you what, though. Forget Chris Dobie winning it for a minute. The whole highlight for the weekend for me was a certain Scotsman. Oh my God! It's only January, and how good did Gary Anderson look? Nobody peaks for the world. It's not after it. <laughs> Unreal. The problem is he didn't win. Like, he, looked magnif- he looked magnificent in losing, and that's an issue. He needs to start winning games again. Yeah, he does. But the fact he looked like he wanted to be there, the action was good, and he didn't say that he wasn't not going to play in some Euro tours this year. He was asked, and he said, "I'm going to play in more than I ever have." It, it's that fire in the belly that seems to be back, and I know, especially from us, free, it's that hope that's probably told us with Darren Anderson the past year or two in the we had to bet things done back. It's probably the first sign where he's played good over all the games across the weekend that we've seen for a while, or over tournaments, even though obviously he got knocked out, and probably for the year. I don't think it's the worst thing that Darren Anderson lost in that manner because hopefully that will fire him up to want to prove to the rest of the world <coughs> that even when he's sitting at world number 22, he's going to upset a few of the players who are at the top end of the the uh, system at the moment. Oh, completely. No doubt there whatsoever that... You're, as a seed, you're going to run into Gary Anderson in rounds one or two is not a nice prospect from and, what we saw this weekend. Yeah, add to that the qualifiers. If you're getting Gary Anderson in the Euro Tour qualifier, that is because Gary Anderson wants to be there. There's no other reason why he would turn up. He's turned up because yeah. he wants to be there and he wants to qualify. He's not the player you want to see in the first round. I know we spoke about some really shocking new day open first round draws. Just imagine the qualifiers for the Euro Tours when Anderson turns up. Yeah. Uh, how are we doing? Uh, Laura and the O'Shea clan are in. Um, but yeah, g- going back, look, even in round one, Premier League hopefuls at the time fell. Nathan Aspinall losing in round one. Um, Does that make a difference? Joe Cullen. <laughs> at the time, they were still Premier League hopefuls. Joe Cullen losing in round one. Was he? Was he? <laughs> Um, Dimitri Vandenberg losing in round one. 
at, at this point, we're thinking, hang on, is there a decision to make? We'll come on to that, obviously, with what we now know. But Friday night, there's some people sweating. No, it just wasn't, was there? <laughs> well, yeah, one, because he's been left out. Oh, yeah, maybe. But the other two, maybe not, when you're running around the venue doing whatever. Um, <clears throat> yeah, look, don't know. Um, Next. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second round, the seeds come in. Um, Michael Smith got the better of Ross Smith. And, and again, like the others, maybe just the pressure of knowing he probably has to win to, to get in, played on Ross Smith because he didn't score anywhere near as as we've seen from him. The 180s weren't there. Yeah. And, and, and there's probably that little bit of <clears throat> an element of uh, extra pressure that he'd applied on himself or applied on to him by the management team who were getting him to do all these throwing shirts in the crowd and different sort of animations that... A lot of these players need to just sit up there and focus on their game. And we've seen it work well for some more than others, especially with the the announcement today. For Ross Smith, he's a major TV title winner. He just needs to focus on back on that board. And he's someone who can definitely progress further up the rantings. I know it's not worked out for the Premier League for him, but from a rantings perspective, he can certainly shoot up to the dames there. Just seemed to put a little bit too much on himself as there was an opportunity to beat Michael Smith. Yeah, look, uh, Danny Noppert uh, beating Stephen Bunning. That was a decent game, to be fair. Danny Noppert showed, showed showed some stones in that game to, to come back. Uh, Gerwin Price losing 10 to Dirk Van Dijvenbode. Look, Gezi was absolutely dying. Um, we saw him in the venue. I was amazed he played that well. And it, it genuinely was touch and go whether he played at the Masters. Um, he turned up... He, He's given it a go, so look, you can't really say a lot more than that. He's he's done all he can. He was playing for his Premier League place, I think. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, but <laughs> he did then say home for the foreseeable. Well, that foreseeable should be Belfast on Wednesday for the media day, which would mean travelling Tuesday. So home for the foreseeable would be 48 hours maximum. Is there a chance he's not there at the first day? I think he'll be there. Purely because it's the first one. If this was any other Premier League week, I'd be concerned that he wasn't going to be there. And yeah, point... I, I, I don't disagree with that. And, and just seeing him up close, he, you hear players that say, oh, I was ill and stuff like that, but genuinely he was not in a good way. Um, but... Yeah. Um, then... Chris Dobie's remarkable run continued as he was just slaying Premier League hopefuls, uh, beating Luke Humphreys. And and again, Luke, there was something missing. There, there was a spark missing from Luke's game that, that we've seen in previous tournaments, boys, that he just... <coughs> he wasn't Luke on the stage. He's been like that for a while, though, hasn't he? And I, I think maybe that has what's gone, is what's gone against him in, in that wider debate for selection. Um, since the Grand Prix, he exited first round, knowing that his, his partner was due to give birth at pretty much any moment. We gave him some slack for that one, new parent um, in the events that followed, but it just hasn't kicked on and gone back to the level that Luke was producing at the start of the year. And 
granted, there's a difference between producing that level on pro tours and Euro tours compared to TV majors or TV tournaments. We're not calling them majors. I'm not getting into that debate tonight. We've got way too much to <laughs> chat about. Um, but but there has just been an element missing to Luke's game as well. And it's, it's harsh all around, but losing to Chris won't have helped him at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, Peter Wright then beats Dave Chisnell. 10-7, I thought flattered Chizzy a bit. Wright was in complete control of this game. Um, died, died off a little bit towards the end, but but Wright bossed this one. Um, then Johnny Clay absolutely batters James Wade off the board. And again, <clears throat> in the space of 24 hours, we've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly of James Wade. First round, averages 98 and looked very, very good. Comes back and looked less than ordinary. Again, we've mentioned for Humphreys that we've seen it for a few months. It's probably Lunder for James Wade, this period of the levels he can reach and how much he drops off from game to game. And the moment he can't afford to do that against Johnny Clayton, he seemed to have found another deer and it was just way too much for James Wade. The game was won by the end of probably the first session, but definitely by the second it was job done and Clayton moved on and progressed and Disappointment from Wade. Yeah, um, that uh, MBG beats Jose de Salsa 10-7. And this was the most one-sided 10-7 game I can remember. Because in every stat going, MBG absolutely battered him. And it was like, I think May said it in commentary. He's like, how has Jose de Salsa got seven legs? But look, fair play to, to Jose. He dug in and, and made, made life difficult for MBG. But 104 was enough. And then... Even though we're only in January, boys, this is going to take some beating for game televised game of the season. Uh, Rob Cross, 10-6 winner over Gary Anderson. 112.32 for Rob Cross. 111.17 for Gary Anderson. Just what a game. Put put Jose's leads on TV and Gary Anderson's in this round. <laughs> and there's Gary Anderson won less than Jose. Yeah, yeah, completely. <laughs> Yeah. The, the, the game showed up throughout and it was just, we said. Yeah, and if you looked at all the numbers as well, it'd be like that as well, because I'm pretty sure Gary would have about done him in everything. Yeah, but it, was just, it was great to see Anderson back. Like, it's just all about how much he wants it this year. Um, and I think we all, start, we all started to believe it a little bit more last week when we seen him on the practice board. We actually had video evidence that he was practicing with Ryan Sell that then followed up by the performance this weekend. Just looking forward to seeing him at the um, Pro Tours and then down into the UK Open. Yeah. Um, what a difference it is. It's just so good to see this, Darren Anderson. Uh, quarterfinals, Michael Smith comfortable over Danny Noppert. And again, Chris Dobie slays Dirk Van Dyvenmoder 10-5. Uh, Peter Wright beat Johnny Clayton 10-6. Uh, then uh, Rob Cross beat Michael Van Gerwen 10-7. Semi-finals, Chris Dobie. This is when you start to think your name's on the trophy. He beats the current world number one and world champion 11-7. Um, and at this point, he's beaten Joe Kyle and Luke Humphries, Dirk Van Dyvenboda and Michael Smith to get to the final. Just brilliant from Hollywood. And then a bit of drama. Rob Cross beats Peter Wright in a last leg decider. They both had and missed match darts. Then, boys, it happened in the final. Chris Dobie is now a major PDC televised winner. 
and in fairness, he never looked in much danger in that final. He did all the right things when it mattered. Yeah, and his opponent looked like he could care nothing about the result as well at that point. Um, yeah, look, superb for Chris Doby to get over the line. And I actually don't think that was the best Chris Doby we could have seen. There was a period 18 months ago where he was averaging 100 pluses for fun. He's got a TV title under his belt now with a tournament average of somewhere around 93. Doesn't happen in the PDC very often. It does a little. But to do that here in the field and, and to beat the players that he has um, is, is solid from him. There's always been that conversation of does he have the ability to, to hold it together, the nerve to get over a line. Um, and he just seems to be doing that more and more often at the minute. And, and the more and more he does it on TV, the more and more you expect him to be able to do so as well. Interesting one here from James. Should the Masters be ranked? In its current format, no. However, I think it should be made 30, 32, the top 32, and ranked. Oh, so we can watch it on ITV 7 plus 3 or something because I'm pissing around with it again this weekend. For me, top 32 and rank it. I, I just think by doing that, you just make the rich richer. Yeah. I don't think you can have the top 30, 22 up 4 or 32 and do that because 32, whoever it is who plays, if one plays 32, 32 then loses and that's two free grand or whatever it is for losing that. They're still moved away from 33 and there's nothing that seed 33 in the world's to do about it can't be a rant event without a qualification well there is getting the top 32 and then it is no not for me how's that right for someone who's in their first year if you're in the first year the likelihood of getting the top 32 is <laughs> beyond impossible unless you don't win one of the big ones no nah. Yeah, more ranking points. Yeah, got some rankers, mate. Um, right, we've got a couple of um videos. We'll do Chris Doby winning first. Um, I haven't heard nothing. I would, I would take it. Um, I'll be ready for whatever's thrown at us. That's for sure. Um, who knows? To to get that dream playing in Newcastle in front of me, fan. It, w it would mean the world, but um, hey, like I say, I'll, I'll be ready for whatever surrounds I know you said you'd take it if it comes. Would you, would you be disappointed if it didn't, being it has the last two years? Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I'd be disappointed, but the the only thing that would disappoint us is um, the last two years that's been given to the winner, um, and that's probably the only thing that would disappoint us. But like I say. I think I could be ready for it. There's there's an extra gear to kick in, so I'll be I'll be ready for whatever whatever's thrown at us. I thought he played that interview very well at the time. Kind of over to you that you put the winner in the last two years. The only thing I didn't like about it before the announcement was just all the talk around the return to Newcastle. And I'm thinking if you are trying to talk yourself up a little bit, there's 15 other nights you need to pump yourself out up for and not just Newcastle, which I know he's had the nights before and now with the water on sun that he's got, that should be even better. But at the time, I was just wanted a, a bit more, I don't know, arrogance maybe. I know Dolby's not that type. 
but probably from someone who's just done on and won a TV title. Why not be? Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Uh, Jackie's fine. Jack. She had an she had an absolute stinker of a cold stroke flu type bug that she tried to soldier on, and in the end, it was just like not happening. Um. But no, she was um she was all good. Man, <coughs> we'll go. We'll go. We'll go, Mister Gary Anderson. Nah, just you know, I mean, it's hard doing something that you don't want to do. You know, so the, the boss has been on at me. And even Ryan says, he goes, look, you play, you play like this in practice. If you do it on stage, you're back to normal, you know. So, yeah, I've played darts a long time, you know, and it is in my blood. So, might as well bite the bullet and uh, get back to the board. I think I still was on the dog even when I was up at the rankings, you know. But, uh, hey, listen, played darts a long time, you know. The only problem is, is if uh, a top four player gets beat by a 22 seed. You know, it's, uh, it doesn't look good in their, their resume, but uh, listen, main thing is I'm back enjoying playing darts and what happened will happen. I absolutely freaking love that. That. And I love it. He was like, <laughs> doesn't look good on their resume. <laughs> he's, a free, look, he's been there and done everything though, hasn't he? So the fact that he's enjoyed it again as well. I'm not going to say he's going to go the, the same way exactly, but you know Phil Taylor's last year when he's pissing about with Corey, Tab- Corey Cabby's towel and everything? We could just see a little bit of fun from Gary because, look, does he need to be there? No. Is he enjoying being there? Yes. Does that make everything a free roll, pretty much? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Until it gets to a point where he can go out and win one of the titles that he's never won before, he can go and do what he wants. Is he any interested? Yeah, the fact last week he kind of said, when I drop off, I drop off, that's it. It's sort of like, well, when I do drop off, that is it. However, for now, I'm just going to go and enjoy myself and enjoy being back, enjoying Darts then. Because it seems like he hasn't for a while. But we just want we just want to see it for a very long period of time and we hope it's some of the remains for years and not just a few weeks or months. Yeah, and then finally for the Masters, this was one of my favourite rants. And it's got a bearing on later. Yeah, look, at the end of the day, um, I want to be in the Premier League. I'm not going to stand here and lie and that. I know exactly what you're on about. I want to be in it. Um, at the end of the day, there's been four major winners uh, last year, and I'm one of them. I feel well, I've done by if I'm not in it. So at the end of the day, you know, crack on. I want to be in it. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's a, it'll be a dream come true. But yeah, I know as well. I've got a knuckle down as well in the rest of this tournament. Forget about that. I want to knuckle down and actually, you know, win this one. But I've got to improve my game a lot more and improve a lot more. Do you feel you've done enough to be included this year already? Um, I don't know. Pundits don't think I have. Some do, some don't. Uh, a lot of people feel like I have. But I, I think, again, you know, I would be hard done by if, I, if I'm not in. But, you know, again, it's not my decision at the end of the day. Again, if, you, if you're going to pick people, then it's going to be people who haven't won anything this year. And I have. So, you know, you're going to pick, what, five, six players who, who haven't won a, won a major? So, you know, yeah, I want to be in it. I'm not going to lie. And um, hopefully, fingers crossed. But I know I've got to produce more in the next game and so on and so on. So, again, it's out of my hands. Um, I can only do my best up there. I think he wants to be in the Premier League. Rightly so as well. And I kicked off about this at the time last year and I'm going to kick off about it 
when we have this discussion later and, and everything else that comes with it. There is absolutely no way on this earth you can sit there and tell me the unranked Masters is worth more than the European Championships. You just can't. To qualify for the Euros is tough enough. We've seen players like A.D. Lewis miss out a number of times in the last few years. We've seen Gary Anderson not even bother turning up to them and whatever else comes of it. We've seen players struggle to qualify for the European Championships because it is difficult, especially when you get home nation qualifiers dropping in and you have to stay in the top 16 and pick up ranking points and, and whatever else. There is a consistent tour to qualify for that event before you even get to the finals. There is absolutely no way you can tell me that event is worth less than the Masters. The Masters only been relevant for the last two years because they've opted to give a Premier League spot to the winner. And, and again this year, Rob Cross was incredibly hard done by last year. Shrinking the field has absolutely shot the PDC in the foot. And by disregarding the European Championship, before this season, only one player that had won, uh, before last season, only one player that had <laughs> lost a major, uh, won a major, missed out on the Premier League. In the last two years, that number's risen to four. I also love the way that Ross Smith said there was only four players that had won a major this year, which basically meant hmm, we're going to shit on the World Series of Darts because that would have been the fifth. And Dobie became the sixth, but they're still <laughs> missing a third of their rank of their TV major winners. Major. Half of their ranked TV major title winners last year are not in the Premier League. Half. Yeah. We'll come on to that in a minute. We are expecting Johnny in the next couple of minutes, so we don't want to go in on the Premier League, have to stop and then come back. But over the weekend, do you feel that the ones that obviously didn't know, they were overthinking the Premier League going into their games? Yeah. And you don't think when we was sat here last week, it was, what did we say, about 14 players who were potential for those eight spots? Or 14, or what, 10 for four? Um, one of those who wasn't in that 10 has done on and won it, and it wasn't one of the four who's already qualified, says a lot about where the mindset was for all those players. Because Chris Dolby wasn't in anyone sort of talking around the Premier League, not this year. Has been previously, but always sort of just outside. Not mentioned this year. The fact he's then done on and lifted it, and lifted it playing average Chris Dolby, probably slightly better than average Chris Dolby, but not touched in any game. He was he wasn't close in any of those wins. However, the Aspinall who's and Joe Cullen players like that who've got knocked out in the the first round, it's had a massive impact. And more so that it's like says not one spot it was for. With no criteria of what that was gonna be, has had a huge impact, I think, this weekend. Yeah, no, look, I, I agree. But because those players that are they're in the mix, they they're they're the ones they know if they're close. That they, they know they're the ones that are that are in the in the pot. And if you'd have asked Crawl people did after his round one game, Chris alluded to the Premier League. And he was like, I'm, I'm not in contention right now. So, But just to that, Phil, the difference was in round one, Chris Dolby winning that game 
didn't put him in contention for the Premier League. In round two, in winning that game, didn't put him in contention for winning for being in the Premier League. However, for people like Joe and Johnny and Aspinall and all those, each game was that important or seen that importance. That was the difference, I think, is that each game for them was huge. Where for Chris, it wasn't the case. It was the fact of, for Chris, it was just taking each game as it come. And it was only in the final where the Premier League conversation come around. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Darts for Fun. And without further ado, we can introduce the ferret. Mr. Johnny Clayton joins us from Castle Clayton Hello. in the Valleys. How are you? How you doing, buddy? Yeah, very good. You guys? I'm good, mate. How's things? Yeah, very good. Very good. Uh, first of all, congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, was it a, was it a nervous wait over the weekend? You gotta be honest. I didn't think I was in, but that phone call this morning was brilliant. So yeah, it was a very nervous weekend waiting for that for that phone call. Uh, so you only found out this morning? Yes. Oh, that's a dodgy night's sleep, isn't it? <laughs> well, honest truth, I didn't think I was in, so um, I kind of not thought about it. But when that phone call came from Jason first thing this morning, yeah, that was a good phone call. That's one of the best I've had for a long time. I kind of missed it. That announcement went out at half ten. There was absolutely no way I was awake for that phone call. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you, you spoke about it, Johnny, at the weekend. Um, how bad was the practice room at the weekend? Because there was a group of that you that you obviously all knew that you were in contention. And how badly was it playing on not just you, but all the players' minds, knowing that there were spots up for grabs? Yeah, obviously, there's a lot of pressure. And all the players, obviously, um, after seeing, uh, I think, the week before, after the uh, Copenhagen um, Masters, you know, ITV put on, like, um, names in contention of a Premier League, league spot. So... Um, I think a lot of us were quite nervous and, you know, you just want to go out and win tournaments and try and show why you're picked for the Premier League. So, um, you know, I, I speak for myself. I was very nervous, you know. Um, I Obviously, I beat James in the first game, um, you know, and I just wanted to carry on and try and win that to prove to people that, you know, I was good enough. But, you know, Peter beat me in the end and um, I just thought, ah, that that's it. I've lost my chance. As a player, would you prefer the announcement to be after the World Championships like it used to be or letting the Masters have a part in it? As a player, because the Masters has always been the start of the new season and the way this has kind of gone, I know it worked for you in the first year, but looking at it now, would you rather it be after the Worlds or continue as it is? Um, I don't know really, because when I got into it, I wasn't even the Masters. They changed the format to the 24-man field. So <laughs> if it had stayed as it was, I wouldn't have been in that as well. So um, I, I have to be honest, you know, speaking as in how it happened for me, it was great that the Masters was in contention. But I think the fair way of less pressure for a player is probably after the World Championships. I, I don't know the answer to that, really. I think... Um, maybe players would take it better if it was after the World Championships, you know, so you have time to prepare and, you know, to obviously look forward to the first Thursday in February. Well, that's next. You've obviously told us you only found out this morning 
and I'm guessing you're booked on a plane the same as me to Belfast tomorrow. That's a tight turnaround to get things in order. Yeah, it is. You know, um, no, no time like the present, isn't there? Do you know what I mean? It's just get packing and get going again. So, um, yeah, listen, we've all wanted to be in the Premier League. So, you know, I'm lucky enough to have been chosen. And, you know, my, my case was, you know, basically packed, ready to go if I had the call. And luckily enough, I did. Has your case ever not been packed, Johnny? Your schedule last year was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, to be honest, like I, I changed, I changed the tires on my case about three times. <laughs> <laughs> Are you more prepared for this year? No, now that you've done a year traveling, so obviously the year you won it was the back end of the lockdown year, wasn't it? So there was yeah. there was less traveling last year. Full calendar plus all the World Series events and, and Euro tours and a backlog of exhibitions that were cancelled from lockdown as well on a Friday nights heading to your hotel Saturday, Sunday. Are you more prepared for that this year? Um, yeah, I think so. You know, like you said, the first year was in lockdown. So um, it was behind closed doors. You know, basically I travelled, you know, for block events up in Milton Keynes. You know, last year was my first year of the full tour and you have to have that. that. That's a must in the Premier League. That's the best experience I've ever, ever had in darts. And, you know, I'm just, I just think that has to be done. So this year I go into it again and I just have that little bit more experience or ready for it more than experience, I should say. You know, I'm ready for that travelling because I did find it tiring last year. I'm not going to lie, but, you know, I've experienced it and I know what's ahead of me this year. So, um, you know, I'm going to try and do a few things different, maybe pull out of a, of a few floor tournaments. But, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just going to see how I feel and how the year goes ahead. Johnny, there's been, obviously, the, a lot of talk today about the Premier League pits. However, what we've seen now is the second year of the tournament each night. Looking back, obviously, because you played in the league format as well as the tournament one, and last year, obviously, great year getting to 50% of the finals. As yeah. a player, which one do you prefer? Just going in for that one game in the Premier League or the format in its torrent style? Um, personally, I think the tournament style. I, I, I enjoyed, you know, the three games. If you got to the final, obviously, the three games a night. You know, um, I, I quite enjoyed that. I, I have to be honest. Like, I, I just found um, with the first the seven legs... It was kind of different, but it was as if your night was done early kind of thing. You know, if you lost 7-0, you know, it was like half an hour till I see you next week kind of thing, you know. <laughs> but I, I think I do prefer, you know, the, 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 the like the tournament format. Cardiff as well. We know how much it means to you and Gezi. It's, it's the one chance that you get to play in front of your home fans. How much are you looking forward to night two? Yeah, obviously, you know, it's the only time we're in Wales. So <laughs> that atmosphere is second to none for us. Like, you know, it's, it's fantastic. The noise is unbelievable, you know. Now, to be fair, you know, most of the arenas, I, I have to be honest, were, were fantastic last year, you know. Um, and the crowds were great, like, but Cardiff was just something else for us. So, you know, yeah, I can't wait for that. Are we going to get a potential walk-on change for one night? Nah, nah, not this no. time. I, I, no, Delilah's gone on strike this year, so um, I'm about to join and be good. <laughs> so every other bugger in this country. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try something else. You know? No, I'm gonna stick with John and be good. Also, as well, are you gonna bring out some um, Valentine's merch? If you pointing towards the camera, saying, "Will you be my Valentine for the, for this year?" Oh, you're so, not going you? You're next. <laughs> <laughs> you have no chance, like. The, fer- uh, the, the ferret merch. That, that, that was his. That was his way of earning a bit of extra money. If he wasn't in the Premier League, now he's in the down into the year. No, no, I'm not. I'm not going to be doing none of that. Believe you me. Where did the <laughs> point come from, Johnny? Sorry. Where did Where did that come from? Did you just start noticing the camera a bit more, or was it a, know, a conscious decision? I don't know. I think I was falling a fly one night and I was going heading over to the camera and I thought, oh, it's over there. So no, I don't I don't know to be honest. It was just something that happened and I, you know, kind of stuck to it. I, I love that. I know obviously you're close to Joe, one of your best mates on tour. Have you um have you spoke to him today at all? I have, to be honest, yes. Um, you know, obviously I'm good to him because you know, we we're big mates, like um and, you know, last year, I think I saw more of Joe than what I did with my wife, Ellen. So, uh, <laughs> you know, no, gen- genuinely, you know, I, I, I'm I, good to for him. You know, there's a lot of names in that mix. And, you know, I'm lucky enough to be to be in it. And, you know, obviously, there's going to be people disappointed. So, you know, I, I can speak for Joe and I know that he's gutted. Yeah, obviously, because I know, knew you were close. So how, how does he bounce back from this? Because this is probably one of the biggest disappointments of his career. And... Um, you know, obviously Joe's a class act. Like you know, he's a brilliant dart player. Joe will just carry on and doing his job, and he'll prove to the PDC that you know they missed out by not picking him this year. So um, you know, he he'll he'll bounce back by just the way he plays darts. He's a fantastic player, and he's a good guy. So um, you know, he'll put his his head, you know, into gear to win some tournaments this year. What well, what's the last year been like for you, Johnny? Because you're you're the local lad from from Pontyberham that took to darts quite late. But in the last year, you've got to travel the world. You've seen places that you, you may, not have se- may not have seen before. Have you had time to reflect on what darts has given you? Yeah, obviously, you know, I'm grateful to darts big time because, you know, not only as seeing the world, but, you know, given us a life that we probably wouldn't have had if we were just both of us working. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, you know, it's fantastic as as a player to see the world. Probably I would never have seen um, Australia because I don't like spiders. So I wouldn't have gone there. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, no, as generally, you know, Das has given me a lifestyle, which I never thought, you know, I'd ever have. Like, um, you know, I used to sit in front of the TV watching the Michael Van Gerwens, Phil Taylors, Van Barnevels, you know, uh, and my fellow Welshman, Mark Webster. He wasn't on it very often because he didn't get very far. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but no, to be fair, you know, it's given me a life and, you know, I, I respect it 100%. Well, on Australia and Michael Van Gogh, in both some of the videos we saw, you're not a fan of roller coasters or rides either, are you? Yeah, why do they put things so high? You know, they, they're <laughs> going that high, like, you know. it's. <laughs> but no, you know, I, I'm quite a, I don't mind if it was thrill-seeking rides, but you know that ball thing was crazy so um yeah i might give that a miss next time as well one of the ones obviously i spent time with you in new york as well what what, what was that like getting to play darts in in madison square garden because it's a mecca of sport not just darts some of the people that have performed there whether it's uh, pop stars boxers or whatever what what, what was that feeling like uh, to be honest then um, the only way i'd get a chance of going there would be to play darts because 
if it was for singing, there'd be no chance I'd get there, you know. Um, but no, you know, that's one of the iconic places of all of the world, isn't it? You know, the sporting venues. That's where if your if your face is up on that screen, you know, you've made it in sports. So, you know, I'm privileged that I had that opportunity and I enjoyed every minute of it. So, um, yeah, hopefully I'm back there this year. And, and I can confirm I've heard you sing in Pop World, so you, you are right. I've seen you dance as well, so I'll be quiet. Oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was a great night in Cardiff, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good night. Fair play, fair play. Oh, Next time you'll have to start buying the drinks, Phil. That's the only thing. Never happens. You might get you might get the wagamummers in in the press room, but I've never seen him buy a drink. <laughs> no, I, no, I've never seen him as well, to be honest, with you, pal. So, um, yeah, maybe it'll, it'll change this year. <laughs> We're in Swansea soon. I'm staying, so we'll go out in Swansea. Ah, okay, it's cheaper done that way. Johnny, absolute pleasure to have you on, mate. And I say, I know you've I'm not been home for very long, so thanks for dropping on the live lounge. And I will see you in Belfast on Wednesday, buddy. Well, do guys all the best. See you later, Johnny. Thank you very much. All the best. Bye bye, ladies and gentlemen. The one and only, the ferret, Mr. Johnny Clayton, on the live lounge. I tell you what, he's loving it, and he couldn't stop smiling. You would be, wouldn't you? It's just you've got another six days to each. But look, if he goes and wins the same amount he did last year and make the same amount of final, he's twenty grand better off just from that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's just nice, refreshing from 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 the ferret. It's it's good to see, and I, I like his honesty as well. The fact yeah. that he has spoken to Joe today and everything like that. Yeah, and I think sometimes that's probably missed that. Yeah, we talked about the rivalry and a bit of needle and stuff on stage, but these players spend so much time together, and especially the players within that top sort of eight who are travelling the world together as much as he was saying that last year we'd seen Joe more than he'd seen his wife across the last 12 months. It just shows, you know, how close they are, and as much as there's that rivalry to Darwin winning to be the best in the world, they the majority of them still get on very well. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> Matt Timefield put his phone book to good use, by the way. <laughs> um, it's time now. We've danced around it. We've been waiting. We haven't. We just said we're going to do it in a bit and then commented on it a bit more and then said, oh, no, we're going to do it in a bit. We haven't danced around it at all. The Premier League, boys. Chat room as well. Before we dissect it, and you two, I want you to sum up this year's Premier League selections in one word. Dob, over to you. Yeah. Stupid! <laughs> <laughs> I can't disagree with him. You know I like to disagree with Dob, but I can't disagree with him this week, on that. Stupid is exactly what it is. Yeah, um, I, I don't get it. I, I, I genuinely like the, the top four pick, pick themselves, job done. We, we, we know that, but the other four, I just don't get the logic of the picks compared to who they've left out for them. I guess there's normally some. There's normally some theory behind who they've picked. 
or where they've done for it. We've reached competition winners. We've reached tends to be around when it was 10, nine of your 10 plus someone who had won a, a TV tournament who's just outside or a fan favourite in a Barney. Or, and this probably is the one where it's. I'm struggling to understand how they've come to the decision of that eight. So I think everyone on social media has argued about a certain player missing out or a certain player who's in who shouldn't be in or they don't want to see. The one thing I sort of mentioned earlier was the eight that was picked, I don't know anyone who would have picked that eight this morning because there was a logic in there thinking Macy's was a one yesterday where he picked everyone who'd won on a TV tournament and I think Lou Humphries was the other one in that. Then there was... Uh, one of the littles pits on, and he had a bit of a mitt, but I didn't see anyone who's had this eight, even when Dalby had won the Masters. And I just find it mental that they've, they've come to this eight because I don't understand why. Um, I've seen clips of the interview from Matt, and for one time, I still don't understand it after watching the interview with him. And normally, I think Matt's very good at explaining why they've made certain decisions. And today, I'm struggling with that one a bit. Um, oh, I'm just confused. Confused is probably my word if stupid stops. I'm just confused in the eight. Yeah, look. First of all, congratulations to everyone that has been picked. It's it's not down to, to the players. Like Chris said last night, Chris last night genuinely didn't know if he was in or out. Um, I, was, I was still speaking to him um, on WhatsApp late into the night. And he was like, mate, if you hear anything before I do, can you let me know? So l- last night, Chris genuinely didn't know if he was if he was in or out. But Phil, just on that point, I don't think the PDC did, if I'm being honest. I was just coming to that. I don't either. That I I, I think seven, I, I thought they knew seven last night. And that one spot this morning was, I think, was decided over a, a Zoom meeting or what, however they, they did it because they Obviously, the board would have been all in different places, whether it was WhatsApp or, or whatever. But I, I think that was decided this morning. I think it's a mess. <laughs> um, right, let's go through it. First of all... Well, no, because look, I think if we sit there and look at every single player as an individual, there's going to be arguments for putting them in and there's going to be arguments for leaving them out. And it's just whatever combination you come to at the end of that. You've got the player that was a winner on this two years ago and, and won the league phase last year. Only one of three players have done that. You've got last year's beaten finalist a millimetre away. You've got major event winners. You've got European tour winners. You've got the world number five, the world number six, the world number eight in those combinations, not in as well. I think if we sit here and look at every single player individually and go, right, this is what should they be in, should they not be in? And then you try and justify it over someone else. We're just going to get ourselves in a model. I, no, I think I'm, not going to go I'm not going to go for each one individually. My point was, we've got no world number five, no world number six, no world number eight. And with the world number eight and Ross Smith, two televised title winners. Ranked. Ranked. Ranked title winners over players that have not won anything. I, I saw that the rant and unrant argument, Dob. However, we knew that the the Masters winner was always going to be in. We didn't, though. 
Because even I, as Barry O'Brien said, said we have I various conversations and we see various different things. And we know that some of these players were told well in advance of this morning that they were in. I said last week whoever wins the Masters would be in. Because that they set that president. That was one thing they had to make sure because of leaving it this late. I don't know how you could have had a Masters winner after delaying the decision till after it and not put them in the Premier League. That would have probably looked worse than any other decision that they've made today. Well, I think it was close. I, I think it was close to the happening. But I think they saw the light on that one and realised that they had to put that in. Otherwise, the air would they have justified if they would have then justified the decision around leaving it till the Masters because then nothing would have been decided by this weekend. So why not tell them four weeks ago? I don't think I... they can. And that's their issue. The same way that we thought that Clemens was in consideration, I think there might have been a realisation that the amount of money they could have negotiated for a TV deal wasn't enough for them to completely sell their soul to just basically admit that places could be bought by broadcasters, um, which is how that one would have gone down. Um, even still, there are four, five players that are not in now that you can look at it and go, there's an argument they should be there. Right? Especially in, a, in an era where there is no criteria and, and majors don't necessarily get you in anymore, but certainly should have you in contention. And when you're putting a major winner in, but not putting others in, then you're basically saying a major is worth more and, and everything else that, that contrives alongside that. But basically, all this week, all this last weekend has done and for the last five weeks has proven is that this format is shite. I agree. Um, just a, a quick one. Look, we're not surprised that the European champion was left out last year. And last year, yeah. it was a genuine left out where this year, Rob kind of ruled himself out. Look, the world number six not being in is because the world number six doesn't want to be in. Yeah. <laughs> he made that pretty clear halfway through last year, pretty clear throughout going on, took the chance for a couple of World Series earlier in the year, and everyone's like, oh, Rob Cross has changed his mind. Absolutely no chance in hell of Rob Cross changed his mind. No matter how much pressure people around him would try and put on him to make him play this Premier League, there was absolutely no reason to justify whatever else. Uh, Matthew is in, and and, and I, I agree with this as well, that the Masters is the first tournament of the new season. Yeah. So it's done, it should be on last season. Yeah. Well, I guess the only point to it is right now, from a Premier League perspective for 2024, is the first six months up until the match play totally irrelevant to the calendar for... The Premier League picks because yeah, if, 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 if you say that's the case for the Masters, look at the UK Open. Yeah, UK Open is Luton one of the oldest Luton one of the most difficult U2 tournaments. Then won by the world number eight, who's also number five on the year to date earnings as well. So not you think this is a two year calendar? We're looking at as number eight in one year. In the last year, he has earned the fifth most amount of money on tour, and he, he doesn't play World Series because they don't think he's good enough to be in there or, or brings in enough. And I, the more and more I sit and see this, the more and more I'm not sold on this because the, the fans at home don't care for the matchups being the same week in, week out. One of the biggest 
arguments with this format is that we see the same guys playing week in, week out. We then see the same six six of the same eight players go and play in the World Series five or six times. For the fans in the venue, that might make a bit of a difference, especially on the World Series. But at the Premier League, the way that crowds are going these days, especially in the Premier League, 90% of them aren't there to watch the darts anyway. They're there for an atmosphere and a bit. They could not give a crap who sat there. A Michael Van Gerwen every other week or a Gerwen Price every other week to allow more players to play in this format or another format would not make a blind bit of difference to 70% of people that buy tickets. And keep pushing that and keep saying that these guys put bombs on seats is a complete myth. It is. And I was chatting to uh, Matt last week down at the Super Series. And remember at Milton Keynes when he did some work for the Dart Show, when he was doing the quiz questions outside? He said it on stream. He said it when he came on last week. Yeah, that people didn't know who players were. They were just going for a night on the piss. Um, so it's, it, it, look, the calendar needs addressing, like you say, Boise, because effectively from January to July means nothing. Yeah. I don't don't think there's, I don't think there's anything in there that would, that would mean a Premier League pit other than the match play. I do think if you won the match play, you'd be in. I personally think that. Because of the tournament, well, it is. It depends. On I think, or anything up until anything up until that wouldn't matter one little bit. I think the the first six months have no no grounds for a Premier League pick unless it's in favour of what the PDC want to do to advertise that player who's made it. And unless you're perceived to have an um, an element of entertainment factor alongside playing darts, the first six months mean jack shit. Yeah. Out of the four picks, which is the most surprising for you in terms of what they've done and everything like that? When, when you look at it, what's the one that you go, how? I don't understand. Vandenberg. Yeah, I'm with, I'm, I'm with you. A lot of the year did absolutely bugger all, especially after his change of manufacturer. Look, one back-to-back your uh, World Series events, which which is not an easy gimmick, especially as one of them was in an absolute bear pit in Amsterdam, I think it was. I was there. To win in that environment, fair play to him, right? But the World Series and the Premier League is about entertainment, and dancing at the start doesn't make the next 15 legs any more watchable. I'm probably... I I just don't think he's watchable on the hockey. I had... I'm undecided between him and, and Aspinall. More on the basis that I understand that Nave's come back from injury. I want to see him in the Premier League because I like watching Nave Aspinall play. But from a from a pitch, he's got two TV finals. However, we're talking about players who've done on and won it and have not been picked. So yeah. that surprises me just as much as probably Dimmy does. Um, I guess the argument with Johnny is Johnny's in. And how well he did in the Premier League, but then our Premier League runner-up isn't in. So, is the league, the City team week more important than actually the Premier League finals night, which is all the build-up to? It's just probably Dimi and Asper are the two that I'm 
more 50 50 on who I was surprised we've seen in there. No, they're the two that knew before anybody else. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Look, the, the, the bit I can't get my head around is the four that have been selected, like you say. And look, we've seen from Joe Cullen's Instagram, he's absolutely devastated. And he was a millimetre from winning the Premier League. A millimetre. To be fair, Jose made a final as well and they left him out the year after, which, again, is is sort of a precedent. When they've done it once, they can do it again. There's an argument over who adds more commercial viability to the performances, who's better to watch. Jose broke the record for 180s in the campaign as well, by the way. Was beaten in the final pretty convincingly, but was, was just solidly good throughout his campaign. I just... just I don't like it. Has anyone got any good recommendations for Netflix? Because I need something to watch for the next 16 weeks. But right, we we, we know the, the PDC look at social media. We, 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 we know that. And let's be fair, there has been a huge backlash on social media today. Doesn't mean it doesn't matter what platform it is, whether it was YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Um, Twitter, there was a huge backlash from fans. But they're putting themselves in these situations. There's been two announcements in the past three months that have absolutely blew up social media from a dart perspective. And it's been the announcement of the Premier League, more on the basis of how late it is, that it's now we're talking about the inclusion of players three days before and not just one. And then it was the announcement of Fallon and the World Championships and the extra place on the match play winner. And they, the reason, the part of the reason that they're spoke about as much as they are is because of how like they've left that decision. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com slash covered. We talked about so much, and another Premier League's different, it's an invitational, but we talked about so much around the qualification criteria being in before the season starts. I understand the Premier League slightly different, but we still need to understand, I think, as, as people who view it and media, to try and understand their decision. And that's the struggle with this decision of understanding how they've got to this site and the fact it's been left so late, but you've still got to this site. What have, what have Dimi and Nathan 
and Johnny done over the past three weeks to justify their their place in it because we've waited for three four weeks for it. So the timing of it is so keen. Hopefully, the backlash from today will make them realise that the Premier League decision needs to come earlier, even if it's not all eight or if they change it then next year. If one place is going to be dependent on the Masters, we can debate that, but it's not as bad as leaving all four. Uh, Dan is in. How are we all doing? Um, I agree there, Pete, as well, that they they just see it as eyes on the product. People are talking about it. And yeah, I, I get that. Barry's always said no publicity is bad publicity. Well, they use the same justification to keep the format the same this year in that the year after lockdown, when everybody returns to arenas and it's weekly rather than in a block where people can get bored of it or go out one night or, or have plans and whatever. When there's a set timing for 16 weeks, the numbers started higher. They didn't end higher. They, they didn't retain as much as of their audience throughout the entire campaign, etc. But night one of the Premier League, the viewership starting figure started higher. Night two, it was higher than what we saw on night two of the previous year. And that was a justification for going, oh, well, everybody must have loved the format. No. <laughs> the fans in the venue loved it, or from what we can gather, the darts fans in the venue loved it. Everybody else didn't have a bloody clue what was going on anyway because they were too busy fighting or getting pissed up. And I would assume in most other sports where you've got a end goal, which is Premier League finals night, the viewing, i.e. The, the Premier League, for example, football Premier League, Tom, March, April, the viewing figures on them games are bigger than what they are in October, September, that sort of time, because you're building up to that finale. Yeah. So the fact that Dart's declining that back end of the Premier League shows that there's something not right around that format. And what a time to introduce more. We've got so many who we're talking about here. I mean, there's probably five players who could argue that they're in, five or six players around that mark. I know we had a bigger number last week, but that was dependent on a good Masters run or winning the Masters. That's probably dropped by a couple. But you've still got players here who are, are so annoyed. I was about to swear then, um, but Phil's done enough of that for us tonight. Um, so annoyed that they are not in the Premier League. So what an opportunity it was to extend the eight. You've left it four weeks. You've done it with a new format. Why did it have I to be eight? I think that's more is that they've left this announcement so late, we were pretty much insistent that certain players are in and that the winner of the Masters, regardless of who it was, would not affect that decision and that they they, they knew their eight and, and clearly they don't or, or haven't known their eight or, or didn't know or, or things have changed and opened up and there's not been a single consideration into a format change. It's been bury our heads in the sand, we'll take it, watch interaction and hope after three weeks people have forgotten. I'm going to put you both on the spot and the chat room. What four would you have picked? I struggle with one position, but the first three are pretty easy. It'd be Smith, Ross Smith, Danny Nopper and Three Stolby would be three. And then my fourth is between Joe Tullen and Lou Humphreys would have been my my four. And I'm glad you asked me that now and not half hour ago while Johnny was on the show. 
considering I've just left him out of mine. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, that, that's what when I looked at it, what I wanted my eight to be, or what I think deserves to be the eight, I should say, not what I want it to be, who I think deserves it, it would be those four. And um, those four, because three have won a TV title, and the fourth one probably edging more towards loot on where his world rankings is. If you've not won them, the players number fifth in the world. Are you going for Gob? I would have gone after the World Championship. So Dobie wouldn't have come into the factor for me. I would have gone Danny Nopper, Ross Smith, Luke Humphreys, Johnny Clayton. But now we know it was after the Master Soul. Who would you have changed? Or would yeah. you have changed it? No, knowing what we know, I think you'd have to drop Clayton at that point. You'd have to keep Luke in at world number five. Dan Dawson's tweet is is very good, by the way. That thread, very very good, where it basically says you play four of the top eight, you're eight play every other week or whatever, and then there's another sixteen or twenty players that get two weeks or four weeks each out of the sixteen, and four of them drop in, and it's very very good concept, a structure. All right, you've got to find the money, but. I think yeah. I think everybody else can pretty much see right now. Uh, the majority have gone Smith, Nopper, Humphreys. I just think, me personally, it sends out a terrible message, leaving TV winners out and your world number five based on your ranking system when your top four are guaranteed. I just think it sends out a horrific message and subconsciously it also says, you know, our ranking system shit on a two-year cycle, but we're not going to change it as well. Yeah, but your fifth place on your one-year cycle was not put and, and Peter Wright wasn't even in the top eight on the one year and there's other things to consider at that point. Just, I hate the Premier League and yet we're going to sit here for 16 weeks and talk about it at the start of every show. And God knows else what. Potentially fallout bars for 16 weeks. I, don't, I, I, I kind of disagree with this because... Whose who's views on fan base? We, 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 we see a lot of analytical data uh, around all this. And Dimitri is one of the lowest players view-wise that we do. <clears throat> so, I'm not, I'm not sold on that. But the problem is, I, I know you hate the Premier League, Gob, but the Premier League props up everything else financially. So if the Premier League doesn't happen, there's yeah, a hole again financially. But it's a hole they, they dig themselves because they're reliant on the coin rather than anything else. Like 16 weeks is far too long in any guise. It is boring. I, see, I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is because of what they've done with the format. And I ain't saying going back to I ain't saying going back to the lead right. I ain't saying going back to the lead is just a solution, and it might be to different types of tournaments and stuff like that. But the yeah, format, but if you're format, that the format isn't the issue, and not go back to the old format because that was dull as well. Then what you're basically saying is 16 weeks is incredibly difficult to find a format for. It's too long. No, I think well, I think the lead was better than what we've got now. But, but was think, it was it was it enjoyable? 
when you've got a judgment night and everything's been done two weeks before that and nobody gives a shit, and then you're seeing the same players play each other for another seven weeks or six weeks or whatever it is over an extra leg maximum and it's pretty much wrapped up three weeks before finals night. But Not really. You can have it when that don't happen. And and it's happened a few times. But you can yeah, say that about any other sport, any other sport that's got a league table system. When you get to last day in the season, if there's nothing on it, that can still happen. Well, let's be fair. There's no jeopardy for being poor. You just get paid less. Yeah, but that's the same as Liverpool this yeah. year. You can't win the Premier League. Your your league's done. It's just a case of where you finish to where you get paid. Well, there's still a jeopardy of falling out of it. There's a jeopardy of not playing, of not qualifying for something else. There's a jeopardy of being relegated or, or whatever else. There is no jeopardy for being poor in the Premier League. But, but that would weeks or ten but, weeks. It's just too long. But that would then be a change in the format. mind on that. It is too long to but find if, a format that suits and to keep interest. If you had 16, 16 weeks of a ten league table, but the bottom two didn't mean the following year's Premier League. Or you had some sort of implication that wasn't just a financial value to a player. And let's be honest, the eight players or ten players who are in the Premier League are financially well off because they've got to the position they are to now. So that five, ten run difference in position might not be huge to them. If there was the implication of not being able to play in it next year, as we've seen the backlash, that would work over a 16 week. I, I don't buy into the 16 weeks too long. They're never going to do that though, are they? Because if they lose one of their big four, relegated from the Premier League one year for the following year, or they're world, someone goes on to be world champion nine months later, they're just not going to do it. They're never the, going to add that jeopardy to it. But there's, but there's ideas there that something could work. You, five minutes ago, said how good Dan Dawson's tweet is around the different ways that could work the Premier League. Yeah, now you're saying why possibly three weeks? Players in it? 24 players over 16 weeks is enjoyable. Eight to 12 players is not. But is that's it changing... again and again and again? That's a change of format, which you just said, 16 weeks don't work for the Premier League. However, 16 weeks does work if you change the format. Oh, yeah, what Dan Wilson said. Fund it, because they won't. But there is ways for that to work. Yeah, I don't consider. I don't like the current format, but the Premier League is needed. In the current system, the Premier League is needed. And we all see what it means to the players. We've seen the backlash and the fallout today. Players would sell their non-throwing arm to be in the Premier League. Apart from Rob Cross. So one out of twenty, one out of one, one out of hundred and twenty-eight. That wasn't a serious point to be in the Premier League. That wasn't a serious point. You don't have to get defensive but, about it. But I'm just saying that <laughs> you're, you're crying about you twisted your knickers about that one. I'm just, I'm just saying that the Premier League is needed in the current system. The only, the only, only good thing about the Premier League in 17 weeks of action is the West Point. Anybody that says differently is a moron. In no other sport could you go and compete next to a sheep shearing trade 300 yards away. Right? <laughs> Iconic. Uh, um, look, I just... It's going to be fruity. Because Phil, by, the, by the way, I think you got out of saying what your right would be. Standard. I don't know. I, mine, mine's easy. The, I'm with you. If you were picking it as it is, the three winners and Luke Humphreys. Okay, I'll let you off. It, it, let you it's off not. It, it's not. It's not the eight I would want. However, 
the morals of it, you should be rewarded for doing well. Do I? But look, I like Danny Knoppet as a person, but do I want to watch Danny for 16 weeks? No. However, he's won the UK Open. That deserves rewarding in the system. Would you rather watch Danny then? No, I'm joking. I'm not down down that road. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not down down that road. He's a joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it's, it's quite simple. You have Ross Smith, Danny Knoppet, Doby, and Humphreys because he's ranked five, along with the top four. Um, it's interesting. It's it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. There's some expos coming up in March, which I can't wait for now. Hmm. Look, let, let's be fair. Players are going to speak out over this. There's going to be a backlash. Yes, please. Don't see any other way, and I think they have to, to, to sort of get their points across. If what's been said a lot of the time is that the PDC see today's reaction as good news and not bad news, then hopefully the, the only people who didn't have an impact on that is the players. And I've got a feeling players will speak, as we've seen on socials today. Okay. They spoke on socials today as it is, yeah. so give them, a, um, give them a microphone, they are going to have their say. And it's the fact that you see them liking other tweets about <laughs> other players being included as well. And stuff like this. This has really hit a nerve. This this selection has hit a, a raw nerve. From a player perspective, I really hope one of the positives to come from this is winning a TV title means more to you than even thinking about a Premier League spot moving forward. There's a lot of people who've won a title recently have done, oh, well, that should be enough for the Premier, um, for the Premier League. Actually, just go and enjoy winning that TV title. A lot of what we still be done last night same with Joe, same with Johnny in the previous years, was sort of taken away. Oh, they won the Masters and it got them in the Premier League. No, no, let's take that for winning the TV title with the best 24 players in the world. Yeah, but the Masters is a Premier League qualifier now. <laughs> the Unibet Premier League, the Unibet, the um, Kazoo Premier League qualifier. It is. On an ITV, yeah. Um, the housewife choice is in. Jar is in the chat room. When did that start? Oh, no. In... Around the same time as Dan Pellegrino, which I... <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, boys, what we can say safely is the 2023 season is underway with a bang and some fireworks. Yay. Stupid. You are a happy boy, ain't you, Dob? Yeah. <laughs> Should we cheer him up, Boise? Go on then, Gob. Talk about your seniors. <laughs> oh, I think I want to go to bed, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, we Jarl's still moaning because they've got a Man United away day as well, bless him. <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell you one thing Jar's moaning more about the fact that Man United have done a home top draw, drawer then because there's more money coming out his band tomorrow morning than the Premier League tie <laughs> isn't that right Mr Eaton <laughs> uh, Pete's got a question for you Gob 
Yeah, and I've got a reply. Pete, are you at the Circus Tavern next week? Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, look, the seniors, the field is known. Um, got an interesting weekend in Reading? Just a bit. <laughs> I'll be honest, there were times where even I was confused by how we were getting players to qualify. I know everybody was looking at me to go and tell them what was happening. Um, we got there in the end, though. We definitely got there in the end. We've produced eight players that have qualified for the lineup. Um, there's some early odds out that are very, very interesting. Right now, as our Scott Mitchell gone in straight away as the tournament favourite. Um, Phil Taylor up high on that. Robert Thornton at 7-1. to one. Mason at 14s. Colin McGarry at 20s. Fancy a shot of the Chief. Um, the draw is pretty interesting, though. Uh, Robert Thornton starts his defence against Roland Scholten. Uh, Phil Taylor against Colin McGarry. Honestly, the winner of that will be in great shape for the rest of the tournament. Uh, Martin Adams, Dave Prins, Glenn Durrant against Mark Dubridge. Uh, Trina Gulliver takes on Dennis Harbour. John Park against Co Stompe. David Cameron against Richie House in a rematch of their battle at the Lakeside in the semi-finals. Uh, Neil Duff against Lisa Ashton. Uh, Keith Deller against Mike Huntley. There was a big cheer when that draw came out in the venue. So uh, I think somebody's very happy with a crack at Mr. 138 on his 40th anniversary of winning the world title. Uh, Bob Anderson against Andy Jenkins. Les Wallace against Daryl Fitton. Uh, Kevin Painter against Ronnie Baxter. Terry Jenkins against Chris Mason. That'll be your first game of the tournament. Uh, Tony O'Shea against Leonard Gates. Larry Butler against Darren Johnson. And Peter Manley against Scott Mitchell. Um, which could see a very early clash between Thornton and Scott Mitchell as well. Um, just just a really good draw, that, to be fair. Um, what a way to open, Dob. What a way to open. That was my first thought <laughs> when I saw who Terry Jenkins was playing. I thought... How do we want to open up this tournament? And that is pretty much how I'd like to. Yeah, it, it, it's a good, decently matched game. That The way that TJ played last year was really, really good. Mace, obviously, was superb at the Super Series, winning the week, going to Champions Week as well. Um, that that could be a really, really, really good game to start up on the Circus Tavern. A few early nerves between the two. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one. It's, it's almost a shame that some of these games are in the place they are, to be fair. We didn't have a lot of choice in terms of getting the seeds out and, and tell people when they're playing because people were asking questions and wanted to book tickets to see specific players. Um, so Halston playing Thursday afternoon when the man would fill the circus tavern on his own in the evening is, is a little bit disappointing. But um, yeah, look, there, there are some very, very good ties. Um, TV deal-wise, it is on the BBC Digital Services, so Red Button, the sport website, and iPlayer, and on BT Sport in the UK. Uh, in America, we have a pay-per-view deal. It is $5 per session or $10 for the entire weekend to just buy the package. Uh, so you might as well get that for eight sessions. Um, something coming for the Netherlands uh, in the next couple of days as well and hopefully a few more still to be announced before the tournament. Um, as you keep asking nicely, uh, so can you talk about Gabriel Clement? Semi-final at the Worlds is, of course, not enough for the PL, in my opinion, but I'm from Germany, and the whole media wanted him in the Premier League, and they thought he was going to be in for sure. He was He was never a for sure. I think he was talked about, and if they could have got a big enough TV deal in Germany, 
I think it was a goer. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think they got a big enough deal to sell their soul. We, we've never had that confirmed either, but the hype around Clemens at that point and the amount that both Sky and ITV were pushing... The numbers. The numbers and, and the record viewership for a darts broadcast in Germany around Gabriel Clemens just gave us that inkling that he would be considered to, to be in there. And at that point, what you presume will have happened is the PDC will have gone away and said to the German broadcasters, either via play or, or Sport One or, or whoever else has the rights and deal, if we renegotiate the deal we currently have in place, how much more is it worth to you to have a German player in there? And we're guessing the number wasn't high enough to say, actually, okay, we'll put Clemens in at the justification of somebody else. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that that's the seniors. Um, I suppose now we've bashed the Premier League criteria, we have got fixtures for this week. It's a quick turnaround. So we're going to yeah, have to I forgot to ask Johnny how he's feeling about it. I, I went and found him out and I was like, yeah. Johnny, are you ready? And no, we'd, we'd already finished that conversation. Um, night one, we do go to Belfast. Um, it's always a good atmosphere at the SSE arena. It is SSE now because it was always the Odyssey, but I'm sure it's the SSE now. Um, <clears throat> night one, Dimitri Vandenberg will play Johnny Clayton. Repeat of the world final. Michael Smith takes on Michael Van Gerwen. Uh, Peter Wright, Chris Doby, and then Nathan Aspinall, Gerwin Price. Um, yes, Simon, we'll touch on that shortly. Um, first of all, are you pleased they've rectified the issue with the fixtures that we're going to get an even spread this year? It's not rectified an issue. They manipulated the fixtures last year to keep certain players in opposite halves of the draw in the hope that they had two of the top three in every final. That's not an issue. Serious manipulation. And the fact they've done it sportingly this year is, is just right. That, that should never be a debate. That should never be an argument. If you play every player twice within the four, 14 weeks and then the other two are dependent on your rankings then they should be evenly spread throughout the draw. Not the way they tried to do it last year. <laughs> um, right. What are you chuckling at? It's true. I'm not saying it's not. They basically match-fixed. I don't think that was spoken about anywhere near enough. And even when the players that have benefited are calling it out, you're like, actually, yeah, we fucked up here. Swearing, Jack. Oh, this is justified. <laughs> the name of Justin Timberlake's album, you know, we're going there, but yeah, nah. Uh, right, first game, Dimitri Vandenberg against Johnny Clayton. Where are we going? Johnny. 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 Come on the live, come on the live round. You win your next day, and that's how it works, doesn't it? Dimmy's had his number. Let's be honest. In the World Championships, that match between the two was effectively a 
Premier League shootout at the time, or it was believed to be. And when Dimmy beat Johnny, we thought, right, that's it for Johnny's chances. And, and Dimmy's now got a chance to be in. Since then, World Series performances and, and whatever else may have opened the door once again for Johnny and, and negatively impact Dimmy a little bit. But yeah, I'm back in the ferret now. I think he's in much better form, playing without the pressure. It's just finding extra gear. Yeah. Uh, repeat of the world final over best of 11. Smith against MVG. What you say in chat room as well? Stinker. Revenge. Repeat. Revenge. Oh, shock. Let me <laughs> guess, Bill. Have you got a Michael Van Gerwen versus Gerwin Price final tonight? No, I haven't. Steady. Um, Peter Wright against Hollywood Chris Dobie. Peter Wright. Welcome to the Premier League, Mr. Dobie. Peter Wright. Peter Wright. Aspinall against Price. Jesse. Asp. Asp. Silly. <laughs> um, so, you're, from who you picked, semi final lineup. Who makes your final? Johnny Clayton will play. Peter Wright. Gob? Michael Smith plays Peter Wright. Michael Van Gerwen plays Peter Wright. Peter Wright's up no chance. Who wins night one of the Premier League? Peter Wright. Peter Wright. He wouldn't be my eight. However, night one winner, Johnny Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> I think Peter looks in real, really good shape right now. Really good. I, I just think you can throw any straight barrel dart right now. Yeah. And it still be fine. He can tinker with that. If he, if he changes shape, I'll be concerned. But if he plays with a straight barrel for this campaign, no matter what that straight barrel looks like, I'll be very, very happy. I think when he rocks up with a dumpy dart, long stem and a kite flight. Which is what which is possible. The reason for Johnny, I think the draw plays out quite well for him. I think having Dimmy first and then how pumped up Smith and MVG are for that tired ends to each other probably plays into the favour of Johnny Clayton. And let's be honest, this format, as he said himself, suits him. So, but yeah, I'm in agreement with Peter Wright, but I don't think he sticks with the same straight barrel dart throughout. It wouldn't be the right Peter Wright, would it? Let's be honest. Some would be run if he tapped with the same ones. Yeah. <coughs> straight in. Are all the players down to win a night like last no. year? Straight up, no. Yeah, I agree, no. Yes. I don't think... Well, out of, out of the eight, only 
five will win a night. Six. Eight. Um, how are we doing? Uh, Anthony is in all the way over in Texas. Hope you are good, buddy. Um, with your diplomatic head on, what was your thoughts about the um, the eight picked? There wasn't enough Leonard Gates. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, I think only five of the eight win a night. Tell me you're from Newcastle without telling me you're from Newcastle. Dan will go first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, update from last week. The beers and barbecue stream is looking very, very good right now. We're just trying to pencil in and confirm the date. However, it's looking as if it's on, boys. Is, is Dolby, Guzzer and Rids joining us as well? Depends how often we predict Dobie to win this. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, the three of us never need to predict Dobie to win one of those weeks. Well done, Simpson. He's part of this team. That will happen all 16 weeks. We know it will. He's got Glenn. He's got 100 quid on Glenn to win a seniors at 100 to 1. <laughs> 200. 200, yeah. <laughs> um, love it, Anthony. Love it, love it. Um, but yeah, that, that's night one of the Premier League. Such a quick turnaround. It's... um. It's unreal. Right. Uh, week in darts. I didn't see any of it, but the Dutch Open happened this weekend. Did anyone catch any of it? Because obviously I was in MK, so I didn't see a lot. Yeah, I saw the I saw the finals on Sunday. And what a story for Barry Van Peer. Imagine what we saw, what, a few years back on the Grand Slam stage. And then I think Cameron Menzies' day comes to, come to mind. I know he, he could rest through, but... To see now Barry Van Peer go on and win the Dutch Open is what a turnaround for someone who struggled so much with uh, Dartitis. And come back from a set behind to beat Andy Bartons. And then a surprise in the women's final with Eileen de Graff getting the better of Bold Reeves, who was on a run of 19 consecutive wins in the WDF. And Eileen picked up her fourth title in a very, very good um, final must say, very high quality. And Eileen, is, with performances like this, I know we talked a lot about Lisa, Bob and Fallon being that free. And then there's a next pack. Eileen's getting closer and closer to, to getting in that bunch and making that a four for some of the performances. This is only going to put her in good stead. World match play finalist, now Dutch Open winner. And then Bowu's at the moment, he's sort of railroad in the old field every time she's playing in the tournament. Sometimes you're just looking at if she's going to drop a leg. Um, so a great performance for Eileen to that over the line. Mate, and, very, very interesting. there wasn't a fight in the crowd afterwards. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> wasn't like Romania. <laughs> um, uh, Joe, oh. I think Crosswood would have been offered the opportunity. <laughs> I don't think he takes it, but I think if he'd have won last night, he would have. The conversation would have taken place. Yeah, but I, I still don't think he'd have taken it. No. Um, also, how freaking good was the Super Series last week? Yeah, that Group B was unreal. Noel Cullerton, Fallon Sherrick, and John Henderson all getting through, and 
Look, uh, Nile did all the damage on th- Thursday night. Um, Hendo did okay, but Fallon had to produce. And going into that last game, she has to beat Hendo to get through. It's win or bust. And just Corey bangs in a 98. Yeah. Average. And, and then three of them, those three were three of the four semi-finalists yeah. on finals night. And then moving on to the final, what a, what a game in that final between Hendo and, and Niall Cullen. I know Niall was in the chat room um, earlier. I'm not sure if he still is. Niall missed a double... A one dart at double sixteen for a one five two and and Hendo pops out, but it was just quality littered all over it to set up Champions Week this week. Yeah, just really enjoyed it. And obviously Champions Week started today. Colin Osborne absolutely flying to start with, not easy in a, in a field of that quality, but solid from him. Yeah. Um, what um, else have we missed in a week in darts? The so we all... Super 16 mm. final. Yeah. Not little bit that I don't like is the little twerk in his action now. I haven't seen the twerk. I didn't watch the final, but I'll be honest. Pre-match, I was with Robbie, who, who works for him, and he was telling me how Luke had cut, split his finger and couldn't even hold his dart three days ago. Couldn't even hold his dart three days ago. Gets up on stage, averages 97 <laughs> and wins this. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Don't go. As he comes back, there's just a slight... It's, it still works for him. He's oh, qualified yeah. for the UK Open and, and won that on that stage and retained his title. <laughs> just yeah, uh, to be fair, look, this is one that's cropped up on social as well, which was a very sour one from the Dutch Open and didn't sound good or look good either from the stories being told. Yeah, it was it was a very, very strange one. And I guess the, the thing, the learnings from it, from my perspective, is getting a fish lover, get a tournament fish lover straight away and don't touch them darts in the dartboard until that official has come over to see you. Yeah. Um, and then not sort of saying what happened was right and only heard one side of the story, but dot to take that learning from it to make sure there's a tournament official or there's someone around to witness, especially in a tournament, uh, which is so big. Um, because generally, other than that remark, it was a tournament that yeah, yeah, to go down very well. It looked very good. The... Um, the board setup looked very good. The, it being on Dutch TV, the finals day, the coverage was very good on on YouTube. Um, I it, must admit, I don't speak Dutch, but I'd love to have heard some of Vincent's punditry. <laughs> I think he wants to bulldoze Assen as well. He's, he's brutal enough at Premier League when he when he commentates on the on the Premier League for via playing RTL in the past. Um, did, did one in the chat room as well about the UK Open. We had three more qualifiers this weekend. Danny Leiby, Dan Reed, and Harry Lane um, made that six. They of the 16 confirmed for qualifiers. And we've got three more this weekend. One in Chester on Saturday, one in Norwich and on Sunday, and one in Solihull on Sunday. 
Is yeah. Dan Reed becoming the new Alex Roy? Because he seems to qualify for the UK Open every bloody year. Fourth time, I think, I've seen somewhere. Yeah. It just needs to find that that B game. Because we've, we've seen it on the Super Series. The A game is very good. But the, the, the B game doesn't get him out of jail at the moment. Um, but buzzing that Danny Lalby has qualified. Bit of pace. Um, yes, we are. No, we're not. Cody Rhodes did. <laughs> Get that message off. Get that message off. <laughs> Look at me. I am the captain now. And yes, I did stay up and watch the rumble as well. <laughs> Why no qualifiers in Scotland? Because I didn't have any Riley's clubs. I don't think. I don't think there's a Riley's in qualifier. I don't think there was one in Ab the, the last one was in Aberdeen, and I think that shut. So I, I just don't think. But I get the impression the that one is currently closed for a refurb. Right, that refurb was promised to the club before I moved here. Well, that was in September 2013. That was probably around the same time Wolverhampton Civic closed, and don't worry, that's still the same update. <laughs> That'll still be done last year. I don't, I don't think Riley's going to be around much longer. The JDC have cut ties with them. Um, I, 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 I fear for that the future of Riley's at the moment. Wouldn't be the first time. Um, what we got? Oh. Anthony, have you got a press release for that? You can email me so I can write it up. If you have, can you email, email me something? But I'd love to be Danny to be a wild card. Um, what else? I think are we are we safe to open up for question time? I think so. By the way, everyone we did a three-hour discussion on the Premier League, and basically, it doesn't take three hours to say it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> so we may have oversold that. No, it is. Look, let's be fair. There's going to be more questions about the Premier League coming up in a minute. Let's be fair. The Premier League's not done yet. I I think if we don't into question time, it lends in pretty well, Dob, to what you've said. Because I've seen a message from our very own Dan Simpson, and I think that's a perfect way to start question time for episode 101. So I think we all put one in here. If anyone's not seen the room 101, you all go around and say something that you would get rid of completely. Dan's suggestion is you should mark the 101 show with something about darts. And I think we should all go around and say one thing that we would put in the dustbin. It goes forever. What you would put in, darts 101. We will all say something and then the chat room can get involved I like in that. which one we should get rid of. I like that. Yeah, room 101. One thing... I've come up with that. and uh, Well, I said, I've read that off Dan's message just. And I can't think of any... Well, I can think of so many things straight away. And not one that really stands out that I want. 
Masters. Minehead. No, no, no. The... I don't know. Grand Slam. You would get rid of the Grand Slam? Yes. Shite. Get rid of Minehead. For both TV events? Just move them. Mine would be... Yes, Matt Edgar. Phil Barr's flip-flops. Whoa, what's your <laughs> mouth out, Matthew? Have a word with yourself. Mine would be, there would be no single matches in the World Cup of Darts. I agree with you. There can only be doubles or trebles, depending on what format you want to change it to, but there can be no singles in the World Cup of Darts. Get rid of it. Uh, I'm keeping Matthew, all. I'm keeping all the tournaments though. You two are throwing tournaments away. Let's keep the um, tournaments. Uh, Matthew's Premier League every week. Um, I go to every fortnight. I like that. Any non-ranked televised tournament. What's the point? If the Premier League was every two weeks, what it would mean is we'd be talking about it for thirty-two weeks, which for me means Dob would be more annoyed for thirty-two weeks. Ollie, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> his face tonight We're <laughs> I'm over here now <laughs> <laughs> what was that Off. Um, whistling and booing and that's a good one where is it I don't know Matt, do you want to do you want to tell us about it? Is that, down, is, is that down in room one hundred and one that he can't mention it no more? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's not on this week. He can't disagree with us. Oh, this this, <laughs> this, this is a great one as well. I'm fully involved on this one. Oh, great shows. Just Alan more and a little. No, that's hard. That's hard. Stuart Pike. Mace carried that team at the weekend on both shoulders. See, I was saying get rid of singles. Jeff's added this in as well and made it double start. Now that's just adding to the fun. Double, double. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, there... So, the Euro Tour, uh, there's not confirmed plans yet, but listening to uh, the people talk, there is going to be InVision stuff. It is going to be a proper broadcast. Um, there's going to be an anchor of the show. You're a what? There's going to be a TV anchor. You're a what? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, the Euro Tour is going full production. Yes, young Chris Dovey, who is the same age as Rob Cross, the hardened veteran. 
Oh, that's a very good point, Rose. That we might not have the Euro Tour DJ anymore. Not on Viaplay. If you watch my PDC TV, you might. I think it's going to be the same feed. What? Has someone put that in room one hundred and one without telling us? Yeah, yeah. Someone's someone's counting the Euro Tour DJ without letting us know. What? However, the positive for anyone at the seniors is the seniors DJ is very very good. Oh, Lee's class. Oh, lovely. So we're in for a treat next week. I'm going to message him later as well and tell him he's got to wear some of his shirts from the 900. I've still got his playlist on the phone from last year, so he's got something to beat. I've already set it up ready, so he, he uh, makes sure you know I walked into Ali Pali this year with Dan. Dan went to get some food or something with, with Billy, and I walked in, saw Lee, waved, he went, Oi, you, next song on, Five, everybody get up. Loved it. Go on, boy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, my uh, every message I've sent to Lee, if I was to look for him on WhatsApp, is just a sun request. <laughs> There's just nothing <laughs> else on there. I don't mean I've had a conversation with him on the phone. It's just a sun request. But yeah, um, next week. So yeah, we, that'll be. Can we pick one niche thing that has to stay that that nobody else can put in room one hundred and one? <sighs> yeah. 180 song. Yes. All over that. Keep it. You are not allowed to touch the 180 song. Um, yeah, uh, Jackie just had a she had real bad cold stroke um, flu. Who's commentating on the seniors? I believe, I don't want to drop anyone in it, it's Nico, Murph and Webby from Friday onwards. Don't look at me. I believe. I could, no, no, don't. Whoa, whoa. Next. Move on. That didn't happen. Are we live? Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, Tommy, we're in question time. <clears throat> I'm trying to think of something that I wouldn't put in room 101. Oh, no, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you, you missed. Um, the Barney alarm. What a shout. Yeah, the Barney alarm can't go anywhere. To be fair, I, I, I like this because the Americans do it better than anything because yeah. sport, it's not just sport. It's like a show. There's always something going on and everything like that. And to be fair, not just in darts, in England full stop, I don't think we do that well enough at sport. Like at, at football, nothing happens at half-time. It's quite boring. Some do. Just because you're off in a box eating cheese and crackers at lunchtime, mate, doesn't mean the rest of us are. <laughs> we might do the odd penalty shootout or whatever else. Yeah, but that's not entertainment. It's something though, isn't it? Um, 
Yes, Dan. Sport and sports entertainment. And plus, in England, I'm bored of freaking Sweet Caroline after every game or before every game. I didn't think you watched England, so I don't know how you'd know that happened. No, it's every boxing event going. It's every darts event going. It's just like, oh, I'm bored now. Well, it's not the Premier League because Daryl Gurney didn't get picked. What? (laughs) What? Sorry, Matt. What? Oh, what a thing to put in. Five leads, then a break. Let that in the bin. I'm all yeah. for that, man. I am all for that. Over best of 11s, we don't see it anymore, which is good. But that truly means you don't then need a break after five in London Dames. Yeah, because they're paying for the adverts, aren't they? But if it's in room 101, they can't change that. If it's in there, it's in there. <laughs> that's the rule. There's only one rule, and that's the rule. Rule one? <laughs> God would love to put rule one in room 101. <laughs> um, yes. Bring back Ando's rascal shirts. Yes. Now that Gary's enjoyed himself again, get foul fashion back. We were speaking to him about this at the weekend. He still has two of the original match foul fashion shirts in his wardrobe. If you don't get me one of them, I'm going to... I'll just disown you. What is the best dart shirt ever? Best and worst dart shirt we've ever seen. Worst. Wade's number plate on the bat. Yeah, Wade's shirt was better without the, the number plate. Yeah. Best. Because I love I loved the show as well. Best for me is Towel Settler Chats, um, Max and Paddy. Love that shirt. Of the current shirt, I like Dobie's new shirt. (laughs) Yeah, but they just put his old one on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at our new product releases. Dobie's already wearing a new shirt. Yeah. But I, 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 it's as far as new shirt. I like Dovey's new shirt. Um, oh, painters, you know, Nico's nailed that one. I think painters looks great. Yeah. yeah. Smudge has gone boring. When Smudge had colour on the back, that was decent. Basically, if you've got a picture of yourself on your dart shirt or a picture of a dartboard, you need to be shot. To be fair, I'm right up here with Paddy as well. I'm with this. Oh God, yes. <laughs> that's yeah. That, that's just not the shirt, though. That's the old attire. You can't just. It, it's bad enough to just slide off the shirt. The rest of it that comes with it is 
he's woeful. And that's been timed. John O'Shea's new shirt's decent, yeah. Yeah. I like Chizzy's old ones. You know when they're just like plain polos? Yeah. Now they've got the black lining down it. I'm not too keen on them, but I like the fact that he's got like a different graphic on the back. Not just not just the event written on there. There'll be a picture or a photo or something on the back to go with it. I, I like that you know when he's worn a match-worn shirt. I um, Dimitri's new shirt is not great either. It's that base colour, whatever it is. Which sums up his game. It's beige. It, oh, Dimmies, it's light. It's like <laughs> Tizzy. He didn't even know what we're talking about. And I said beige, and Lee's like, yeah, that's Dimmy. It's it's like Tizzy have sponsored him. That's what that shirt is. There's just Kazoo, nothing yeah, to you it. Can. No, no, no. Right. I, I think we need to discuss Kazoo, you know. What, you mean the fact that they're on the verge of going under by the sounds of it? Yeah. They're sinking faster than the Titanic. They're shutting down warehouses or, or drop-off centres <coughs> or repair centres for cars. It looks like they're bleeding money like God knows what. And are still title sponsors for 75% of the televised PDC tour. They still sponsor everything other than the Bahrain Masters, don't they? Near enough. Pretty much. They're still involved in snooker as well at the minute. They pulled out, they cut snooker. This was the talk at the weekend. They've, they're not doing as much snooker now. Now, granted, darts doesn't demand the, as high an entry point to be involved, but they massively overpaid for some of these rights. Only three sites in the UK left. Yeah, as drop off points to take your car to them. Yeah. So, what happens next? There's a massive hole to fill. That's what. Is there money in escrow? Is there a certain percentage paid up front? You would like to think that Barry didn't become a multi-millionaire by not securing deals and having money paid up front. I'm not saying they got it all but I would like to think they got a large proportion of it. Yeah. I believe Kazoo do have sister companies. Aren't they owned by the same guy that owns Zoopla? Zoopla and a couple of other? So, yeah. and basically, what he's tried to do with Kazoo is what he did with companies like Zoopla is effectively crash the market with overpaying for marketing to start with to get rid of competitors, flood it so that everybody knows who you are, and then start reaping that back again and, and use the profits of previous businesses to, to crash into new markets. But at the same time, Cinch came about and went after other high-profile sports as well. And the used car market went crazy. Yo, Cinch did a lot with cricket and that, didn't they? Yeah. Although Kazoo were also... Sponsors for the hundred and have pulled out of that. <coughs> Interesting. The kazoo stage. Yeah, the, the, the kazoo. The kazoo stage at the Worlds was actually better than what I was expecting. 
Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's how he funded Kazoo, Andrew. Crush the market, use that money, go again, try it again, and hope it pays off three years down the line. Um, <laughs> get go comparing. The Italian opera bloke that's actually Welsh. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, as well, I'll just put it up there. Anyone that is on TikTok, go and give us a follow. We've almost, almost made it to 10K followers on TikTok in a short space of time. We might even get Boise doing a little dance on one of the videos. More than happy to. It'd still be better than yours after Clayton says, and I've seen it as well. So. <laughs> and I've, I've seen Dobbs, so yeah, I'm favourite for that. <laughs> oh, I've got some unreal moves in the locker. Don't you worry about me, sir. <laughs> you, you keep them where they are then, please. I'll bust out the washing machine. What a move. You've never seen anything like it. Oh, the washing machine. Love it. Um, predictions then for this year's Premier League stage because if it looks the way it did last year with just lines down it and big screens either side of God knows elsewhere it's going to look shite that's got to have been something that's put in room 101 as well the pictures at the end of a Premier League night hey that's not in there yeah <laughs> or the <laughs> Johnny Clayton running out of fingers um, when, it, when it's in Liverpool and the town fit the whole of Liverpool on the picture, so the player looks about that beat. Yes, um, yeah, you can see a little clip of I got a, I got a, an Oasis canvas on my wall of all the album covers. Nerd. To be fair, it's an Oasis on the car on the way back. <laughs> absolutely unreal well everyone thank you very much for the last few hours on the live lounge we've had a blast tonight it's been fun um we've bashed bashed the premier league the masters is done the season is underway gents roll on 20 23 season uh we've got media day in belfast on wednesday so plenty of content coming up on our youtube channel so make sure you head over and you have thumbed thumbed up and liked us because there's plenty going on boys yeah like you making a hash of that e exit because <laughs> i was right i was reading something else at the same time i was like uh, uh, but um thumbed up means something completely different <laughs> All right. uh, remember this will be available as audio only uh we'll get it edited and... you can't follow you can't follow dob saying thumbed up by saying this will be followed by audio only <laughs> <laughs> um so there's that premier league returns um we'll have a quick briefing and see what's going on um but we have been online darts bill bars jack garwood lee boyce gentlemen it's been a pleasure. Same time, same place next week. The Live Lounge. See you soon. Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 